Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masechus Ksubos, Perek Ches, Mishnah Vav, and Mishnah Zayin. And we are discussing the idea of property acquired by a woman when, uh, and what's the halacha if she goes ahead and sells it. We had a machlokas Beishavis Hillel at various points about a woman who acquires property during Erison, where, and then she goes and sells it. Beishavis says she could do so. Uh, Beishil says she cannot do so. Okay, fine. Says our Mishnah here, what happens when it's a case not of a marriage, but rather of yibum? That is, a woman uh, married to a man, the man dies, she now is supposed to do yibum with her husband's brother, and whilst she's waiting for the yibum, she inherits property. She's waiting for property. She could do whatever she wants with it because it does not belong to the yibum until she, to the yibum, until she does yibum. The transaction, the, the, all the property is hers, and therefore she can buy and sell and transact with it in the transaction stance. He can't claw it back, etc. Okay, some power background. In the Ksuba, as we know, a Ksuba has three things. There's the obligation of, uh, you know, 100 if she's a Baula, 200 if she's a Basula, and if the husband wants to add on to Sephis, it could be more. Then there is the Tzon Barzal property, that is property she brings into the marriage, and he must pay her. Uh, he must pay, the husband must pay her for it if they divorce or they or she dies. And lastly, not in the Ksuba, is the Malug property, which has really been the subject of this, pre- this previous parak. The Malug property is property which belongs to her, but the husband has the rights to use it. And then when the marriage terminates, it goes back to it goes back to uh, the, the wife. And in fact, as we learned previously, if the husband enhanced the land a tremendous amount, he does not get any of that, uh, the money for enhancing the land. Um, what happens if the wife dies? So her husband gets all the money and property. So the Gemara is now going. Excuse me. The Mishnah now asks, what happens if it's not a husband, not the wife dying here, but the Yavam dies? So what we have here, just to quickly sketch it out, a woman is married to a man. They have a ksuba. That man dies. She now falls to Yibam to the man's brother, which means when they get married now, what's the deal with the ksuba? Do they need a ksuba? Uh, what exactly happens? We're going to see in a minute. Actually, the next Mishnah, more about the differences between the two Ksubas, but it says our Mishnah as follows. Mesa, if she dies, my Yasu Ksubasa, what happens to her Ksuba? Do we say the Ksuba is totally hers? Or do we say, no, since she has to marry the brother, it's as if he's now, quote-unquote, married to her, so, which means anything she owns really goes to him, like in a marriage. So what happens to the Ksuba, that is the monies, the monies is in the 100, 200, or any of Tosefes. So the... the um, and as well as with the Malug property, those again are the properties that are hers the entire time. He just has the rights to. What happens to that? Now with Yibam, says Beishamai, Again, here are the cases. The woman is now waiting to the Yibam and she dies. So now the question really becomes is, is the Yavam considered enough of a relative that he should, Yarshid, he should inherit this property, or do we say no? You once since you haven't uh, gone through the yibum, she's now someone dying without a husband, and therefore her father and uh, excuse me, her her brother, excuse me, her husband and his brothers should divide it up. Now you may be think you may you may be with with the um you may be thinking for a second, one minute. The uh, her husband's brothers is the yub, and the answer is yes, he is, but it's those brothers as well as um as well as her father's heirs. So again, you have. This woman now has there multiple people who are now laying claim to her her property. You have her father and her father's heirs, and you have her husband and his or her ex or her former husband's heirs as well as in the brothers. So says Beisham, we don't really know what the din is. We don't really know if the Yavam should inherit or not inherit, and therefore we have to do yachlok. We split it where the, the property is now split between the heirs of the husband, which includes the Yavam, and the heirs of this woman's father. 
We tell him no, Nichnasim Becheskasom, the Tzom Barzel property, remained in its previous status, which he doesn't clarify what that is. Uksubas Becheskas Yarshibal, the Ksubab belongs to the husband's heirs. Why? Since she never formally went ahead with the marriage, so then, um, so then it goes to the husband's heirs. Okay. And then, and the property which enters and leaves with marriage belong not to, um, are not divided, but rather go to her previous status as well, which is her husband, which are her father's heirs. So then, again, um, what it seems to, what, what we emerges from here is Beishamay's Mesupik, he's, he's un, unsure, does the Yavim get any of the property or not? And therefore, he says, Yachloka Beishil says, certainly, they never, the Yavim never gets the property, and therefore, the only way the Yavim get the property is if, was when they split it evenly among all the brothers, but he himself does not have a special claim to the property just because he's about to, he was supposed to uh, marry this woman. Okay. In a regular marriage, in a regular marriage, when a the marriage dissolves, and it, uh, the w- the wife has the rights and can sue for all the possession, all her husband's possessions in order to get the amount that she's pledged in her ksuba. So if he doesn't have the money, she can sue and, and collect property or collect, or collect other things, whatever is necessary, so that she can get her... Um, her proper amount. When it comes to a yibum, it's not the case. When it comes to a yibum, um, she can only collect money. This is the difference. She only collects money from the money her brother, her now yibum, inherits from his dead brother. So again, you have a man, a woman married to a man. Man dies. Woman now goes to the man's brother. They do yibum, and the husband of the the first husband of this lady, he also when he died. So his brother, the Yavim, inherits, let's say, uh, $150. So now if the marriage dissolves, the second marriage dissolves, she only has the right to claim $150 from the Yavim. She can't go and sue him for all the, the full 200 or whatever the amount may be, saying, give me some of your property. Again, this is a leniency here that only when a marriage is a regular marriage can the woman sue the husband or his estate for the full amount. And even if the money is not liquid, she can then she can seize uh, property. Whereas when it comes to Yavim, she can't seize property. She can only seize what was in, originally her husband's. So if his brother left him money, what do you do with the money he leaves? Therefore, you can't you can't invest. You can't get rid of it because you uh, you need to have it. You need to have it to give to the woman. So if you're the man, if a man inherits money from his brother and then goes and marries the brother's wife, you need to uh, keep the money uh, around so that you can um, so that you can pay up the ksuba if the case shall arise. So what she do to buy land with it? And that land will be there for in lieu of the Ksuba payment. In, in the event that you need it, you can then you can then uh, give this land over. But you can eat the produce of the land. If, he, uh, if the brother inherits produce that are detached from the ground from the, the uh, his, his older brother, so the land she brought with the, the, those and the land she kept for the Ksuba payment, you can eat the produce of the land. If the brother leaves to the Yavam, uh, pr- produce that are attached to the ground, Amr of Meir, Shamas are coming in Yop and Bears, coming in Yop and Below Bears, Mosa Yuka, Lam Karaku, Ocha Bears. Similar to what we saw before, we evaluate the land, how much is it worth with all this produce, how much is it worth without this produce, and that that amount, we then go ahead and we buy land with that amount, with that difference. Okay. Macham Amr and the Chum disagree. Bears, Machum, Makarka, Shalom. If the brother leaves him fruit attached to the ground, it's the Yavas to keep. Hatlushim in the Karaka, Kolakodim, Zachabem. And the produce is detached from the ground, whoever acquires them first, uh, gets it, meaning to say, if the Yavim gets it first, so then he can do with what as he wishes, but if the wife gets it first, as she takes the detached produce while her husband is still alive, then, then, um, so then he has to buy, sell it, and with that, buy fruit, and that, and that, sorry, he can sell it, and with that, buy land, and the fruit of the land, he can keep, and the land is put in, I guess, some sort of escrow 
for uh, or collateral for uh, in the event that marriage ends. Kansa he Harry he kishtul chodaver. Once he marries a yavam, she's like his wife with every respect. The only exception is that the ksuba uh, gets paid from her first husband's property. I wish you all a wonderful day.